0: Hi! Yo! It has been a little while. It has, it has,
1: but I think we're we're good now. I think from here on now we're we're back on track.
0: I heard some rumors that someone went on a vacation.
1: I did, I did, I had to. It was really nice though. It was um uh we found this one place because what we did not want is a hotel where you go through elevators, oh, where yeah. tons of people were by and like in close area. So this was like by the beach, and it was um, it's like duplexes. Oh yeah, like right outside. So you don't you don't talk to anybody, you don't cross paths with anybody, and it was a private beach on top of that. The dream, and it wasn't a lot. So there were one, two, three. It's like eight. Eight rooms, like not rooms, um, like eight little like mini yeah. houses, I guess. I don't know what yeah. you would call it, because they're actually like they had their kitchen, their living yeah. room, different rooms, like they were actual apartments.
0: Nice. That actually so sounds Embry really top,
1: nice. It was so nice, and and it wasn't even at full capacity. I think there were besides us, there was like three more families. Yeah, three more families. That's it.
0: Yeah, and there was private
1: see- beach, so we were like separating super much, and and you couldn't see much because. It's just a part where I guess it's just filled with private beaches, so it's not like regular people can go to. Like if Mm. like the other people that we saw were two uh, buildings, um, you know, adjacent to that one. Yeah. So they were pretty far away, and there weren't that many either because, like I said, it's not like a public. That where you can just drive there and park and just go to the beach. You you actually have to. Either get uh, those rooms or whatever they had in the other side or whatever. But it was really nice. nice. And the water was super blue, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I can't can't wait for my vacation. It, I yeah. really feel it's time. And sadly for us, it's still like six more weeks out, but yeah,
1: I'm yeah, excited. this was very drivable, so we didn't cause we just we keep hearing horror stories from airports too, especially the Orlando yeah. one. So, me and my wife were like, we are not touching that airport in a while, you know?
0: I'm. It's interesting. I actually notice planes now because there are so few flying here in Europe <laughs> yeah. that yeah. the ones that you see are actually like a little bit of like a spectacle. It's like, oh, look, there's a plane. Like, haven't seen <laughs> this in a week.
1: <laughs> it's like a shooting star now.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so quiet. It's so nice. But, Yeah like air travel has completely stopped here but yeah
1: so it was very drivable and it was nice but man we'll see Ray- like the cases are rising here it's ridiculous
0: yeah i don't know i'm already so <laughs> i find it interesting as like a german living in the netherlands i'm already not too happy with how the dutch are handling the pandemic because they're just super relaxed but and you're absolutely it, grateful when you see America. So in their defense, numbers here are pretty continuously dropping. And they actually like, yeah, it makes sense. Like they can actually open up and be chill about it because it's really not that big of an issue here anymore. But then, yeah, if I, I couldn't even imagine being in the US right now, I think like, it's no, just I think madness. I've.
1: <laughs> so when i was living in europe one of the many things that i would hear is like oh it's my dream to go to us like us this you that. Mm. i bet you nobody is envying people here right now from europe
0: uh, everyone's last like year, thank I was, god i'm not there yeah last year i was really like considering moving to the us and like applying yeah, at a few US I remember, companies yeah. and like it was actually something that yeah i i was thinking about but now like uh, I don't mind if Trump is cutting H1B visas like I don't care. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> happy where I am. <laughs>
1: yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, we'll we'll get through this. Because you were on vacation, I guess you didn't do much. Do you have any no. project well, updates? Well, I did
1: I did I did have some uh I don't know, some pretty interesting thoughts and and I did I'll discuss this later but I did join and uh it was last week Thursday and Friday that I was in the um ElixirConf EU. Nice. So you
0: did yeah. it. You bought the ticket. I did it. I
1: did. Nice. I did. I went in. It was pretty interesting. And yeah, we'll discuss this later but the one of the like the things that popped up to me when I was on vacation is I got the invitation for the hey.com you mm. uh, Oh yeah. Email. Oh yeah. And I was so excited. I was like, let's go. And I, uh, I signed up for it and started looking around. It's actually pretty awesome how it looks. It's like a much needed refresher for, for, it doesn't even look like an email to be honest. First of all, from the traditional sense yeah. that you're used to, it really does not look like an email. I don't feel like I'm in an email, um, platform when, when I'm in there.
0: No, they're really. I think found a nice way to kind of break it up and give it a fresh new coat of yeah. paint. It and yeah. the
1: way that it, yeah, the way that they go through the tour, like when you first sign up, is so freaking nice. Yeah, and and like yeah, they just show you everything, and they give you the example emails because they send you like the initial email, so you're checking that out. You're uh, seeing um, like the paper trail and stuff like that. So I just I loved it. I I really did love it. All the features that it had were absolutely great but I was oh no already there's a looking, I was already looking at to well I was already looking to pay for email first of all i was I was like this close when was it? When I summed up for hey.com, I was like, this is going to take a while because, you know, DHA did say that he was like, oh, it's we're, we're, um what did he say? We're postponing or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think they uh, opened the mailing list or the registration list in February or March or so.
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they say that they were going to delay it. And I'm not sure if I imagined this or if I saw it or if they retracted, but I remember like something about like the end of the year. So I was like, okay, no. Um. So uh, I was this close to buying ProtoMail mm. when they they were announcing that they were gonna start inviting people in. Yeah. so I was like, I'll hold on just a little longer,
0: just to check it out. So I
1: wait. Yeah, so I started, so I checked it out, and now I'm like conflicted. I don't know which one to get because I got like pros and cons for both of them, and I'm yeah. just so I just honestly don't know. I've been looking at both on a daily basis, and just starting to look and dive into like tiny little things so i can tell you my pros and cons scene what uh what what do you think
0: yeah i can prefix this as i am a paying proton mail user for the last few years and oh you are yeah i have a proton mail account since
1: oh i thought you had the free one i didn't know you actually paid for it
0: no 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 for like my custom domains so exactly so the email setup that i have is that i have a custom domain um Mm -hmm. where people can email me and i never for years i think for like 10 years i have not given anyone an email address that ends with like the service so no at gmail or no at hey.com or no at Mm -hmm. in germany we have like web.de or something like i've always had a custom domain and then essentially either ran my own mail server or just forwarded all mail to a hosted service where i could use my own domain which has been That's cool so because switching email providers is literally changing two DNS records and then figuring out a way how you can e- like migrate your old email to the new provider mm-hmm. which yeah. is the challenging part but just in terms of like deliverability it's like literally just changing like a DNS record and the email will go to the new service and this Don't has me. been very very nice because over the last 10 years i ran into or should I say issues with some of my email solutions either because some features were missing or because yeah I ran my own mail server and just didn't want to do this anymore and it has been very easy to just switch providers based on the setup so yeah and I've been running this at ProtonMail for I think like three four years right now.
1: Darn it (laughs) I wish I would have known about that that sounds like the that sounds like the ideal setup. Yeah. Because you can just switch whenever you want and not care. I have like, I toggle between like three emails right now. And because I've just been finding. Yeah. Obviously, when I was a kid, I started with Hotmail and then obviously naturally switched to Gmail, but not actually switched. But yeah. That would have saved a lot of pain. Yeah. No. But then again, that throws the hassle for me of what the heck do I, what domain do I get?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But you already have your own. Domain, don't you?
1: Like my name? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I have I the do. same. And I just use that for, for email. Well, you can,
1: I don't know. I just I just feel like it's like dumb if you're like Rob at Rob
0: You can also do hey at robhandel.com. <laughs> I've seen that a few times on it's been a little bit of a funny joke in the internet.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. It's fine. But the thing that I did, which I regret in hindsight, but which I think also <laughs> fits very well into like the broader discussion of how to end- handle email. I said, I started prefixing emails with, for example, service providers. So if I would sign up for a new account, like let's say Netflix, I would do Netflix at my domain mm-hmm. as a way to kind of make it easier to filter email in my inbox, because I could say oh, if the yeah. email is addressed to Netflix at, then it should go into like my services account folder mm-hmm. or something. um which is an interesting idea it has helped identify data breaches a few times where i was suddenly getting spammed to email addresses that were very clearly associated to a certain service provider which has been fun oh yeah but then to be fair this is also one of those things that at the time when i started it was manageable but right now like i'm signed up to so many accounts i'm getting so much mail and Especially when you talk to people, like when I sign up to a forum, that's one thing. But if I actually have to give someone my email address, I kind of defaulted to just use my like regular one instead of trying to jump through hoops there to come up with like a handle that is easily filterable for like, I don't know, restaurant reservations on the phone or something or like these kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't found a good system yet to kind of make sense of the email that I get. And I always try for like inbox zero, but I have not been successful with that since I started getting email essentially. Yeah. So what are your considerations?
1: Uh, so I, I, when I first saw it, I was pretty clear on, I was like, okay. Um, like, so my issue is kind of the proto mail gives you a, so, okay. So, uh, so Hey.com is $99 a year, right? Yeah. $99 a year. And I saw that, I was like, okay, that's kind of like the same thing as Protomail, except that for $15 more a year for Protomail, you get five connections of like the high speed um, VPN.
0: But do you actually need the VPN?
1: Well, I think it's always nice to have it, especially here.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't (laughs) answer the question whether or not you need it.
1: I don't actually need it, but I feel like I would use it a lot more if I had it
0: that, like that an would just be my, my default.
1: that would just be my default and it's like two services and it's like really nice to have
0: so I had yeah. VPN when I traveled a lot and then it was kind of useful but especially now with Corona and since I don't travel anymore I have not actually signed in in, in forever
1: but you're good in Europe though you know you're good there that is true. <laughs> No, and so so I'm like looking at that and the fact that um that is actually like they encrypt your emails and that's kind of like their secure security and what they're what they offer. And then so I jumped I jumped in that and I was like, all right, that's really awesome. And then I saw on hey.com and I was I saw that they provide they they give each pe- like each paying user a hundred gigabytes of storage for files. So I was like, "All right, I'm in. I'm paying for this um, because, in comparison, Google—well, Google Drive gives you 15 gigabytes, and Proton Mail, um, unless you add more, the default uh, for more money, the default is five gigabytes. Yeah. So that's like a no-brainer. But then I I looked at Hey.com into the uh, into their filing, like their their all all the files
0: mm-hmm. the tab
1: where all the files are. You can't actually upload a file for storage so obviously they're not a storage um
0: it's just attachments
1: it's attachments okay. exactly so so i'm like uh like that was kind of that was the uh the what how do you say like the um the tiebreaker for me okay but then what but then when i saw that you can't actually upload that it's just attachments then it went back to like tied okay okay <laughs> I wonder though if you wanted to do it that way, I wonder if you could send it to yourself.
0: Yeah, you, know you could I mean? probably, yeah. You could send yourself uh, an email. Like if them. I want it like oh I want to
1: save this file, like I'll just send it to myself.
0: Yeah. That should work. You can test that, that, should that work, to right? be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will I will check that out. But anyways, that's that's where I'm at right now. And it's funny because I've been I've been kind of uh, with no endorsement been advertising hey.com to like all my like <laughs> close friends <laughs> because i'm just like this this thing is awesome especially um my friends that have their own businesses and, yeah and uh you know
0: i'm really curious to see how their like business accounts work in the end They've yeah been me have hinting that they uh do like will come out with an actual like enterprise offering or like business offering later this year yeah so one of the, one of the
1: things that I, I honestly feel like if they're going to offer a hundred gigabytes of storage that they should, they should allow you to upload your own files to it because I feel like that would just make it much better. And then, and then maybe you can like just email straight files from there. You know, like if you up, yeah. if I upload a document, like, I don't know, let's say I take for a particular service online, I have to take a picture of my ID yeah. and I take the picture or I scan my ID and I upload it into hey.com. And then I send I directly grab the file and I'm like email this file and then it just directly puts it into an email that I can just start typing up and and, you know, and then I could and then when another provider like two months later is like, oh, we need you to scan your ID. I I just have it there already and I can just click like email on on the file itself and then it would just go there i feel like that would be a great thing because one of the selling points for one of my best friends that i like advertise hell.com for is he also said do they have storage because he's um he's an occupational therapist Mm. and he has like files of of patients where he keeps track of these and he wants to like keep them you know stored and right now he's putting it on Google Drive because he yeah. wants like one provider you know and that doesn't seem safe to me
0: no but i think the same yeah uh, this is tough especially with like this kind of data um i'm not sure if there's a service where you actually want to have that data but yeah
1: yeah or maybe he does like some secure thing. I don't know, but he, he, he was looking at Proton Mail because of the security yeah. and he was going to store his files there, you know, because he's trying to look for like one service that will yeah. do it. Um, that will do both. Yeah. Uh, so I think right now he's probably using two services or something like that. And he's looking for one. Yeah, so it, it was like it more or less that. Yeah. But, um, anyways, like the funny thing is that everyone that I've been advertising these is like, why would I pay for email? You know, and, and they're like, when I can just have Gmail for free or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's not free. <laughs> you don't actually have it for free. You're getting your data sold, and and I just I, I just over the over the years, especially recent ones, I've grown to really be aware of this, uh, and I would much rather. And I, I just realized that really nothing is free.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Especially not on the internet. Nothing is free. If you actually are not paying for service, they're doing something with your data.
0: Like I've not used Gmail in forever, but I recently saw someone post like a screenshot of their inbox and it had like two advertisement banners like... They do that, yeah. the email, And that would have been for me like the point where I would be too annoyed to actually use the service. Yeah. Where like, yeah, that breaks the user experience so much that... Yeah,
1: they're smart though because they don't actually put it on your inbox like you have three tabs more or less it's like inbox social and promotions yeah and that's whenever you get a a, whenever you get like your receipt or something like that or a newsletter from any website like spotify or anything it goes to promotion so when you switch to that tab to look at the newsletter that's when they put the Ah, advertising that is smart it is smart, right? Yeah. yeah. But still, like, they're definitely doing something. Like, they're not, it's not free. It's not, yeah. Definitely not free. So that's what people need to understand that like, it's not free. And it's like, I don't care. Like, I don't have nothing to hide. I hate that argument so much because yeah. like, if you don't, then open up all your windows and walk around naked, you know? Like,
0: there's also like, it's not uh, like a bigger argument to be made. There's this very interesting example for, I, I know, uh, it was kind of how it was presented to us in, university when we talked about encryption and the example was that it's really like there are a lot of ways how you can hide who you are on the internet and Mm -hmm. in this particular example it was about uh, the user agent that the browser sends to a web server so when you browse a website the web browser sends a user agent which tells the web server like what browser you're using what operating system you're on and these kind of things and When I was young, like 15 years ago or so, it was kind of best practice to try to hide the user agent or mess with it, that it would kind of hide your information. And there was this very kind of insightful image that someone showed, which is a bunch of um, kind of Santa Clauses together. Like it's a convention of like people dressed as Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. You have like 200 of them standing together. And... The kind of the metaphor I use is that if you have a single person who tries to hide their identity or to use encryption or something they will always stand out as like the single Santa Claus and a bunch of people who are like dressed normally while if you if everyone encrypts for example then the people who actually need to encrypt they are not standing out of the masses and the example here that comes with for example with the surveillance of like phone records that mm-hmm. have been done like who calls who by the telecom providers is like an um, anti-terrorism measure the argument has often been made that like lawyers and doctors and um some social workers like they actually need this privacy so that people can talk to them confidential uh, like in confidentiality and for those people it is very important that the communication is secure and private and encrypted and if you kind of take away all of these Uh, protective measures from everyone else then these things will stand out more in like the big big bubble that is all the communication that we do Mm -hmm. so yeah this to me it always feels a little bit like I have a duty to encrypt my stuff just so that people who actually need to kind of can hide behind what I'm doing while I have nothing to fear someone who's like a gay activist in a different part of the world might actually need to have like completely encrypted communication, and it might be nice if he's not the only one, because that would give him up as well. No. So, yeah. The interesting thing with all of this, and this is like where um, I think we butted heads—not not butted heads, but where I think we've we've talked about this before—is that I am a Proton Mail user who is desperately looking to move away from Proton Mail, <laughs> and. At the same time, like, yeah, you're considering switching to it. For me, the the thing that I've grown to be a little bit frustrated with is that Protomail, to me, feels like a tool that is, like, you feel through and through that it's built by engineers. It has a very, oh, yeah. like pract- like, the UI is not bad, but it's also, like, just very technical and, like, very practical in a way while if you compare it to hey you really see that like designers went wild figuring out like the best yes. way to do things and like that for me is like part one of the argument uh, why i'm looking for something else is that i have my inbox i use apple mail on my macbook and i sync the emails from proton mail to my local machine and like i said i've always strived to have like an inbox zero and never managed to do it because there's always mm-hmm. stuff that just doesn't fit well in like the archive or like in a folder because i kind of still need to see it once in a while but not always and i don't know where to put it so i'll just leave it in the inbox and like eventually this grows up to a big 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 list of email that i can't really do anything with and then i become frustrated and yeah whatever happens then is uh sometimes i just archive everything and say hey the search function will bring this up again and uh, sometimes i'll just leave it there and every blue moon just go through and delete everything um but i've not found a very satisfactory solution for this and with proton mail it's a little bit the same like yeah their encryption is nice but they didn't actually help me kind of get a handle of my email and hey Mm -hmm. really sounds like a service that was designed to solve this problem like really be smarter about what you actually want to do with email and yeah since i do have my proton mail account i've not actually like i I have not given anyone like my Hey.com address to like really test the service. So this is a little bit of like a hypothesis just based on the, the onboarding that they provide. But it looks like they really thought about like, where do you actually put email? What is the workflow that we want people to use? And with proton mail, my gut feeling is that like the web app and the mobile app, for example, they are focused on like two different things. And one, it's super easy to archive stuff. And the other one, it's a little bit more difficult and you would, rather than like put something in a trash and I'm like hey yeah, but which one do you want me to use like should I trash something should I like to me it feels really like yeah it's 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 a product that I would build as an engineer and I'm kind of missing like the UX focus
1: yeah and they didn't hire one single designer no
0: nah, they probably do but not enough <laughs> to balance out the engineers yeah. the other thing and this is interesting to me um and it's like the, the like next kind of it's a different topic, is kind of this what you're looking for as well, a little bit to have everything in one tool with like files and emails and these kind of things. Because mm-hmm. this for me is again one of the arguments a little bit against Proton Mail. Because yeah. they like they started with email and then slowly started to expand into like different um other areas. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure if that makes sense for them like business-wise, if this is why they do it, or like what their what their main argument is. Um, or if they just see a demand that isn't being met, and they try to do this um, out of more like a, um, yeah, ulterior motive. But they started with uh, mail, then they did VPN. There's a lot of talk about like a calendar, a calendar thing, or like contacts are already encrypted in there, so calendar is, is the next. There's a lot of talk about um, Proton Drive, where you can actually upload files, and they are stored encrypted on their servers. Like Dang, all these bad. services. But then my gut feeling is that, as with email, they build out everything, but they're not particularly good in any of them. Like, huh. and I, I always have to think right now about Dropbox and their uh, blog series they published recently about how they rewrote their uh, sync engine in Rust. Mm-hmm. Because this was such an interesting kind of peek behind the curtain of the complexity of keeping files in sync across many different systems. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you have like you have something on your MacBook, you have something on your phone or on your desktop PC or so, and like you want to keep those files in sync and back up, then all of these like complexities that come with it. And just the level of thought and complexity that went into like refactoring their sync engine makes me afraid that other services like whether it's Hey or ProtonMail can actually implement such like an Herculean task. Then another company specialized its whole business on, like Dropbox does nothing more and than figuring starting. out the best way to sync files, and I kind of doubt that ProtonMail, for example, with like email and calendar and VPN and uh, Drive, would ever be able to match like Dropbox performance-wise when it comes to like file syncing. And then there is like the only selling proposition is that it's encrypted. Yeah. And the same is a little bit true with hey.com. Like hey.com is really focused on email and it is not a file sharing platform. But then for me, at least, I really want something that solves like email as a particular problem that I have. And I'm then happy to look for a different solution that solves file uh, management for me in like a very, uh, or in the best possible way. But they don't necessarily need to be the same one.
1: I feel like nowadays, like email and files go hand in hand, to be honest. I really do. I feel like it's something that needs to be like, for example, the feature that I just described yeah. that they could do. Like, I feel like that's something that they could just provide, especially if they're offering 100 gigabytes of storage. I feel like that's something they can provide. And but then
0: like, what stops you from just dragging a file in from your local file system and uploading it for the email that you need to send it to? Like, it's sounds to me it's more a problem of like discoverability like where do i actually have the scan of my passport then can i send the scan of a passport like the two don't necessarily seem to be the same kind of problem
1: yeah maybe maybe because if I, you had like, like
0: a good file organization like on your local machine for example and it would be like trivial to pull up the file i don't think it would cause friction if you had to upload it first
1: yeah yeah but i mean like this can also be the case what uh, um maybe the complexity start going with the syncing of the files like you're talking about because my thing is like i have it there if i'm if i need it right away to email it to somebody and i'm not by my machine i'm somewhere else like, yeah i could just do it from my phone yeah you know and i have my google storage there my uh, google drive and i can just send it yeah <clears throat> so it's it's like those little things that 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 just yeah, that we're doing. But then again, like maybe something like that can be included. The one thing that's driving me towards Hey right now is that it seems like they are they're going to keep releasing new features. Like it seems like they're yeah. taking in feature requests and they're like considering it. I hope they don't just do everything that people say. Ah, uh, I Cape, they will because, never.
0: They will be yeah, very good, particular good. about what yeah. they implement. Yeah,
1: and that how. seems more of a that seems more of a uh I don't know. That that seems something more like JavaScript would do, Yeah, but not, uh, so I I hope that they just take in and, and whatever they take, they actually do it really good. Like they, like they've been doing, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm still seeing, I, I think I will make my decision today. We'll see, we'll see how it goes.
0: What And I don't want to kind of pour all on the fire, but my, my personal strategy here is to kind of move email to Hey. And then for files, for example, I do have like my own uh, network attached storage server at home that I'm looking that at upgrading.
1: Up. Yeah. And
0: that can also do VPN, by the way. So you can remotely dial into like your home network and then,
1: mm. uh,
0: yeah, essentially oh, I see. appear. I see. That, use that, that as is something I'm connection.
1: definitely considering as well.
0: And then this also has like mobile apps so that you can sync the file to your phone and send it to someone from the phone. Like this setup solves at least to me, like all the requirements that you have while still offering like best-in-class solutions for like each of these different um, things. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's challenging. Like I'm excited about, hey, because to me it feels like since Gmail, essentially it's the first time that something like bake is happening in email again with an actual yeah. like focus on the usability and like Gmail back like how old is it 14 years 15 years or so i i remember mm-hmm. it really as being like groundbreaking and that it had like a nice user interface and was intuitive and yeah like <laughs> especially compared to outlook was actually like fun to use yeah true but then yeah i feel like 15 years later we're still struggling with email and we have not really found a solution how to do this well so this is where hey to me is just very very interesting
1: yeah it also it also yeah it just it excites me too to uh to just see what will come out because this is like if this is the opening they like they just finish kind of yeah right like this is literally 1.00 yeah there's there's so much that can be done and there's so much that can be improved it's already great already you know so i'm 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 just i will just figure it out i'll see yeah it's good. It also makes me excited because uh it, it, it gives me an outlook of it's like wow, like what other stuff can you rethink? Yeah. Because we've had the internet for like thirty years now and it's like what else can you rethink? You know? Yeah. There's so many things that are still stale that you can rethink and it's like potential business ideas and and things like that that we can see and and I just yeah, yeah just
0: but then like so will- that that's true, and it is definitely an interesting kind of thought about this. The thing that immediately jumps to my mind, though, is that they also mentioned that they cost them millions to build Hey.com.
1: I feel like maybe that's... that's, uh, Yeah, definitely. That's because... They and they did put in two years, like it's not an easy thing, you know. No no product that is ever successful was ever easy, I think. And I love the transparency that he threw in it. And I wonder how much money he paid for hey.com because they do have like a blog post, right? I did start checking it, and it is pretty ridiculous in terms of domain names, though. Because I was like, let me see if this is true. So I went to like, um, what is it, like namecheap.com, yeah, or whatever, and I typed in the letter O and the letter I just to see. Yeah. If you go right now, type it in. OI.com. It is two point three million dollars just because it's it's like it's cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's like I mean
0: um like it's short. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like short domains or it's just ridiculously expensive. He I think answered the question on Twitter with posting two money back emojis. It's like the, this is what we paid is like two money back emojis, so I'm not sure we will it's ever O-E, get a more concrete actually. number than that, yeah. but
1: Yeah, yeah, it's O-E and it is 2.9 million dollars Yeah, that's nice Like if you want O, the letter O and the letter E dot com, yeah. it's 2.9 million dollars so I can imagine that it was somewhere around, along that line
0: Yeah, but yeah Which is insane, we'll see The, the thing is like, and like to kind of make, make that point, I feel like release a service today always requires more polish than, like, 10 years ago or so. Especially, like, software as a service product. Mm -hmm. Like, you could get away with so much 10 years ago, and now you do need to release something that actually looks and feels pretty decent.
1: Have you ever seen, like, the first few pages, like, the first page or whatever of the Facebook.com?
0: Oh, the the really, really old... First, first, yeah like, yeah. The first
1: yeah, yeah, like you you could, you literally can get yeah. away with so much back then because yeah. that was kind of like the norm of what it looks like, yeah, what it's supposed to look like, yeah, that's like what correct. you were around. So, we have it harder now, yeah, surprise as everything else, <laughs> as, same <laughs> as buying a house, same as renting, same as everything.
0: Our generation, but now that's <laughs> not true. Others have had it difficult, I think, as well. It's just different problems, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I'm waiting on the custom domain support and then I'll just move my, like, send all my emails to hey.com for a while and see what happens. Yeah. And then I can always, like, happens. switch back to ProtoMail. Like, this is the beauty of the custom domain. Nobody needs to know that I tried a different email provider.
1: <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> so. True. Yeah. And hopefully that comes fairly soon because I, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely we'll waiting see. for
0: it. I, I think it will. I, they have gotten yeah, so many requests. They said they would. And Mm -hmm. especially for like business it's it's definitely a must so since they are like yeah it sounds like they're seriously looking into like the hey for business um offering and launching that and with that they must support custom domains otherwise it won't work so give it a few more weeks and then i think we're good yep cool sounds good
1: cool yeah wrap it up
0: yes let's do it i think we have some interesting topics for next time now that we're both kind of between vacations let's put it like this (laughs) but yeah we uh didn't really talk about our projects so i think we can tease this a little bit next year next uh, next time
1: we'll talk about that awesome collaboration and seeing what what we can do
0: yes nice it was good catching up again
1: same stay healthy you too until next time yeah talk soon Peace. Bye-bye.